Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today is a little bit slightly left field of what we normally talk about but something that I know there's continual conversation around so I wanted to sort of give a little bit of information and where I personally sit with it and see what you think. So this is all about set point theory. You might have heard of it and either know what it is or have no idea at all but have heard of it a little bit. I'm here to help explain the theory a little bit, why it might be useful for you even if it's just used as a bit of a giving yourself permission and evidence for that. So to begin with, what is set point theory? Simply put, it is the idea that our bodies have an approximate weight range that it likes to sit at, and we fluctuate naturally between a sort of range of weights without having to monitor it, really look at what we eat, how we move, we'll just sit in that nice comfortable range. It is often thought that this is due to our genetics, mixed with a little bit of some evolutionary pressure and some environment. So genes sort of say, here's where you roughly sit, Often it may be a reflection of our parents, our culture, things like that. When we cut out food, such as dieting, our body lowers our metabolic rate, body temperature, hunger hormones are affected, etc, etc. And this keeps us roughly where we're at. And then when we eat a large meal, the opposite happens. Everything goes up. You may find it's a common thing to get like meat sweats. Your body gets really warm when it's trying to digest and break down large meals. And the idea being it stays roughly the same. If you eat less helps reduce if you eat more it increases so it's roughly the same in the middle often people lose weight plateau gain it back to their original weight or even gain more weight back due to the evolutionary risk of starvation but it's still within a rough range apparently the theory started when some researchers ran a study on rats in 1979 Uh, their names are rothwell and stock i believe if you want to look it up which basically found that low calorie diets cause weight loss, high calorie diets caused weight gain, um, again early in our nutrition research, but they commented that often the rats would return back to their normal weight as long as they were put back on their normal food. So this long-term change in calories had no difference, they just returned back to normal as soon as they ate their quote-unquote normal amounts. So this leads us into the point of so no humans then and alas there's a real lack of human evidence some of that comes from the fact that you use the term set point settling point neutral point natural point set point um so it's really hard to when you're searching for it to find some stuff because they might just be wording it differently but there's also a real lack of data and conclusive information out there a lot of things affect our body weight and so it's that old query of causation versus correlation as well this is why it's still called the set point theory and not renamed to something a bit more conclusive and actually the fact that it's a theory doesn't have to negatively affect how you approach it so i've bullet point a couple of reviews and things that have evidence um, and i can put them up on the website later or in the notes but again it's very much sort of you can find stuff out there but how conclusive it is we're unsure so I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. Uh, Lamika's Moneo et al. So in 2019, they found that 50 to 70% of variance in BMI, although BMI is a flawed metric and we can go on this another time, um, but it's often still what's used in research, 
and 50-70% of variants in that can be attributed to genetic differences. And there's a lot of twin studies that support this. So basically saying identical twins tend to have similar BMI values and genetics play a huge part, regardless of whether they're dieting, what they eat, how much they move, your genes have quite a large input. And the set point is genetic, is the main thing of the theory that you tend to see. Uh, Greenway's 2015 review found that weight loss led to fewer calories being burned, less stores fat, less energy, fullness hormones decreased, hunger hormones increased. And then weight gain, inverse happened. So again, that reinforcing that 1979 study. And there's a lot of studies in twins that found they have similar BMI. So again, really reinforcing that genetic component. Now you might be saying, okay, there's a little bit of evidence out there. There's some scientific papers. Great. But I know someone who lost the weight and kept it off. That disproves set point, right? They were perfectly happy to sit at a lower weight. First things first, actually the opposite often occurs. Dieting and restriction makes our body think we're starving. So your set point might actually be raised for a perceived future famine or starvation. And it can be harder to maintain this low weight. So what looks easy and like, oh yeah, they're not micromanaging to keep a low weight. They may actually be. The Biggest Loser study showed that even five years after the show ended, their metabolism was majorly decreased and it was still hard for them to keep the weight off. Naturally, their body wanted to increase it. And I know that a lot of influencers, fitness professionals, etc. may project the image that keeping the weight off takes little effort, but the inverse is often true. Many of the people I currently follow on Instagram, I followed many years ago when they were a lot more on the fitness scene and they've now moved away from it. They maybe were still wellness, but not as restrictive and not as on it. And a lot of them have commented on how they had really disordered habits around movement and eating that they only realize now. And the way they comment it, it did take over their life. But they were saying, oh, it's easy. Oh, it's normal. And only now can they see that it wasn't easy. And they were just even to themselves telling themselves that it was. Also, a lot of things affect your set point. So weight cycling affects it majorly, but also food insecurity, a change in environment, trauma, chronic stress, illness, especially hormonal illnesses. So those are PCOS, Addison's, etc. Use of medication, your age as you get older, often it gets a little higher. Pregnancy will have a huge effect. And I put stress twice, but stress. <laughs> Our bodies are amazing at adapting and some things you can modify. If you're super stressed, maybe you can put some things into place to affect that. But if you're moving house, if you suddenly experience food insecurity, that is not as easy to deal with. So some of these things you might be able to help, some you can't, but they'll have an impact on your set point, according to the theory. So what does that mean for me? It's all well and good me explaining a little bit of the theory, a little bit of the evidence, discussing it, but why would you care? So. Firstly, you might find that your weight has fluctuated, then plateaued. And if weight loss is your focus, then you'll naturally feel a little bit stuck and you're not making progress. But now hopefully you go, ah, actually, the reason is I'm just at a weight where maybe my body is a little bit more naturally happy. This can just go, ah, I'm just going to take a breath now. Maybe it helps relieve a little bit of that stress if you put a lot of pressure on yourself to lose weight. Or look like someone online. Maybe it just helps relieve that a little bit. That's where the stress that's where their body sits at and they don't need to stress on that so you can relieve that a little bit for yourself you can use this theory 
as you need to in order to find body acceptance. Maybe it's not body love, body it's just accepting your body where it's at and saying, you know, this is where it's comfortable. This is where it's clearly working the best biologically. And that just gives you a little bit more permission. And maybe that's what you need to work on rather than changing it. It helps you know that the only constant is change. And so many things will change your set point that you can't even control. Again, taking stock, taking that little breather, noticing, oh, I've had a major increase in stress recently. No wonder my body is different. I've been experiencing food insecurity. That's going to have a difference. Again, it's knowledge is power. It may not make a huge impact, but it helps justify things to yourself. Last thing, your body works best at its set point, And this is all about not micromanaging. So ditch the weight cycling where your body can overshoot past its set point and raise it a little bit. I have an article on weight cycling on my website. And a lot of the negative effects of dieting are actually due to weight cycling. That we say, oh, dieting's bad for you for this. Often it's weight cycling. So again, just use the information, helps you take stock, helps you see where your body's at. So how do you know if you're at your set point? There's no definitive test, but the idea is you're not restricting or micromanaging what you eat, how you move. So if you're doing all of that, you're likely not at your set point. And I note here that your set point is meant to be internally controlled and stop you from obsessing. So if you're trying to stay at one weight because you think it's your set point, you're using that as a standard for goal weight when dieting. Goal weight is not the same as set point. It's not what you're aiming for. It's where your body naturally sits. So ask yourself, are you at a weight where you're not preoccupied with food? What weight feels natural for your body? Have you found in the past that your weight settles between two certain ranges and now you're trying to push past that? Just have a little think. It's not the weight, it's how you feel in your body. Set point is a byproduct of living your life and listening to your body, not the focus. If in doubt, ditch the scale and just see how you feel in your body. How to find your set weight is to stop dieting and extreme exercise. Maybe you embark on an intuitive eating journey because it puts your body at the focus, helps you find a comfortable position for your body and working on body acceptance where it is at. Maybe you set a time frame where you ditch the diet, scale, etc. and just see how it feels for a little while. See if your body changes majorly or doesn't at all. Next one. What happens if you think you're at your set point, but it's higher than you want it to be? You're saying, oh, I'm not micromanaging my food. Actually, I feel super comfortable, but I weigh more than I want to. I want to look like so-and-so or I want to weigh this much. And that's something you might need to work through in yourself or with a professional to move away from weight as an indicator of health, morality and how good a person you are. We live in a very diet culture where thinness is the prize, but actually, if you don't have a health concern and your your body is happy and healthy, that should be the focus. And maybe you need to work on moving away from weight as an indicator. And again, notice those other factors. Some alternatives to set point are settling point, very similar, but this idea that you have more than one steady body weight and you have different settling points throughout your life, which is why it may go up and down. But as long as your body's comfortable each of these points, that is fine. And then you have the dual intervention model, which basically says your body weight has an upper and lower boundary rather than a set point. And this is for evolutionary reasons. So lower because you don't want to starve and upper because you don't want to become easy prey. And just we naturally sit between those two points. Sometimes when we diet and then rebound, we overshoot and those, that point can be widened, those boundaries. Now, hopefully this has been useful. If you found the set point interesting or have any comments, do just let me know. It's very much still a theory, but my main use of it is 
if it helps you give yourself permission to accept your body as it is and stop putting external pressure on it, then great, use it as much as you need to. See you next week.